Hey guys, I'm your host, Mark Lynch, and you're listening to another episode of the Unbreakable Mind Podcast, where we explore what makes for a truly unbreakable mind that will put you within reach of your biggest goals. So let's get after it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another week of the Unbreakable Mind Podcast. And in this week's episode, because we don't talk enough about mindset, I want to talk about five particular mindsets or mentalities that we can each adopt that create success. And I think the true beauty of some of these mentalities and mindsets that I'm going to be talking about today is that they aren't incredibly hard things to adopt. They aren't incredibly hard mentalities to develop within yourself once you become aware of them. Once you've become aware of them, you can kind of notice when you're straying away. And once you've strayed away from them, you can make the correction to pull yourself back. And if you can do that with some of these mindsets, just pick the ones that you feel you might benefit from, pick the ones you feel might help you achieve a goal, whatever it is you're working towards, pick the ones that make sense for you. You don't have to use them all, absolutely not. I think that might be too much, especially at the outset. Maybe pick one or two to work on initially that you feel might be most relevant to your situation right now. And once you've established them, maybe add one or two more and then grow off that point. But these mentalities are something that are some something that we can all do. It's something we can all work on. It's something we could all potentially benefit from in some way or another. So Without further delay, let's get right into these five mindsets. The first mindset that I want to talk about today is the mindset that we always, always, regardless of our situation, have a choice. Have you heard the story of Ursula Burns? If not, I'm going to give you a brief outlook of what it was. She was raised by a single mother in the New York projects in the 1960s and 70s. And back in those days, she was born with already three strikes against her. She was black, she was poor, and she was female. Life was going to be hard for Ursula. But her mother worked hard to give her and her siblings an opportunity. And she constantly was reminding them, that they, where they were right now, that didn't have to define who they were for the rest of their lives. They didn't always have to be in that situation. They always had a choice. That was the message Ursula's mom constantly was sending her and that they could do the best with what they had. So Ursula worked hard. She put herself in a situation where she could succeed. And she did this by doing things like staying on top of her academics. She got into an engineering program at Brooklyn Polytechnic School. And you know what? It's not surprising that that was mostly a white male class. She soon realized that she had a lot of catching up to do both academically and socially. She was kind of an outsider in this program. But somehow, she found a way to graduate. She earned it. She worked for it. And she found herself in a position where she actually eventually became a CEO of a company that was failing and was able to turn it around entirely back into a position where it was again profitable. She went on to do many, many more incredible things, such as 
working under President Obama's initiatives, working in some of the world's largest companies like ExxonMobil, the one Warren Buffett actually had a big part in investing in, in Uber, something I, I imagine most of us are familiar with if you're from North America. And she was all inspired by her mother's words, that growth mindset that Ursula's mother kind of invested in developing within her from an early age that was essential to the success that she eventually went on to have and all that belief kind of boils down to that growth mindset is that we have a certain degree of potential to influence our own lives and you got to contrast that with a fixed mindset which is the idea that we have little to no control over our lives which one would you rather adopt would you rather adopt the mentality where you can make a difference where you have a say where you have a choice where you can manifest the things you want in your life by working hard for them or would you want to just kind of subscribe to the idea where you can passively go through life and get what you get Personally, I think the reality of our lives is probably somewhere in the middle. It's because there are things in life you absolutely have no control over. That's just how life works. We can't control absolutely anything. But there are things in life we can control. You know, we have no control over where we're born, the family we're born into, the sex we are when we're born. We don't get to choose our genetics. These are things that, you know what? unfortunately, in some situations do matter. And they will impact our lives in many different ways, depending on where we're born, and the situation and the circumstances we're born into. But you're not to blame for your genetics. And you know what, while you may not be to blame for the situation you were born into, you're always responsible for your situation after you've had the opportunities to change it after you've had opportunities to make a difference to work for something else there is a certain degree of responsibility we have to take on ourselves because you know what we are going to be born wherever we're born we're going to have certain things pop up in life and we're going to have to deal with it and we are responsible for dealing with those things we are responsible for making the choices in our lives we can't blame other people for the choices we make going back to Ursula like it's not her fault she was black it's not her fault she was born into a poor family in a time where both of those things were viewed quite negatively but instead of defining herself as a a black poor female and being a victim of those circumstances she turned that on its head and let her story kind of inspire her life she owned those things and you know what saw what she could be and kind of going into our situation now, it's not your fault if you were born into a poor family, maybe born into a family where mental illness was a big problem, maybe where dietary habits were a big problem. It's not your fault if you were born into a family like that. But you know what? Whether you like it or not, it's your responsibility to figure out how to deal with this situation. How are you going to move forward in this situation? That is on you. No one else can heal those emotional wounds. No one can heal those issues. No one can make the changes for you. You have to make those decisions on your own. This isn't to say you do it all by yourself. You should absolutely seek out help if you can and if you want it. But 
when it comes down to it at the end of the day, it is your responsibility still to seek out that help. Because you know what? Life is going to throw you some absolutely wicked curveballs in life. And you will have some advantages over other people. And you know what? Other people will have certain advantages over you. If you worry too much about the advantages you do have or the advantages that other people have and focus on those things, you're going to fall into the half of people that develop that fixed mindset rather than the growth mindset. So don't worry about the advantages you have. Don't worry about the advantages other people have. Worry about taking responsibility for your situation and making the best of what you have. Okay, now mindset number two, and this is a big one, and it's a huge one, and it is adopting a bias towards taking action. To demonstrate this mentality, I'm going to tell you the story of Chuck Close. He was an individual who also struggled. Not, It's kind of dissimilar to Ursula's situation. He struggled for different reasons. Early on, he had learning disabilities. He was told by his teachers that trade school was, would be his only kind of potentially viable option moving forward. But even then, he had a neuromuscular disorder that limited his mobility. So even that was kind of a questionable option for him. But he went on to produce amazing, amazing works of art that hang on some of the most famous walls in in the world and you know what that would be amazing enough on its own that was that's a massive achievement on its own given those early hardships but what's even more remarkable is that he continued to produce amazing works of art despite the fact that a blood clot left him paralyzed in his late 40s so he did this by that taking action mindset when he was young he said to himself in a quote inspiration is for amateurs the rest of us just show up and get to work every great idea i've ever had grew out of work itself there is a lot that we can unpack from that quote alone sometimes we just need to learn how to show up. We can't wait for inspiration or motivation to hit us. We need to be the one to take action because through that action will probably come some of our greatest works. Most people, however, do it completely the opposite way. They wait to be motivated. They wait to be inspired to get to work. And the problem is inspiration is something we can't control. We can't control our motivation all the time. To take action sometimes we're just not feeling motivated what are we going to do on those days not do anything are we going to have days when or weeks when we're unmotivated so we get nothing done we're going to invest our time and energy seeking out motivation and inspiration rather than getting to work and the irony of investing so much in motivation and inspiration is kind of something that's lost on these people they seek out these things to such great degrees that they don't realize if they just invested that effort in just taking action, they would get a lot done and they would probably find that some of their best work would come in those moments when they're simply pushing through the barriers. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is that the people who go on to be successful aren't people who sit around and wait for inspiration and motivation to come hit them, to come smack them over the head and then they go change the world no they just show up and they get to work 
Okay, moving on to mindset number three for successful people. And that is that they've developed the ability to let go of their need to be right. This is something I think a lot of us struggle with. I know I personally really struggled with this one. I have accumulated a lot of knowledge over, well, I guess my short life so far. And early on, especially in like my early 20s, I always felt like I needed to be right, like I needed to prove how smart I was, that I needed to prove to other people constantly. And I had that need to be right. And if I wasn't right, I wasn't smart. That's the mindset that I had developed for myself. But that can be an absolutely dangerous mindset. And I think I'm not alone here. I think a lot of people have this mindset as well. Because when we have this need to be right, sometimes we cling on to our beliefs, regardless of the information that is put in front of us. And that can be incredibly problematic. Because if we hold on to a belief that does happen to be incorrect, we can put ourselves in positions where one, maybe we are doubting other things that we know because we we thought we knew this. We thought we knew this and it turned out not to be true. So what, what else do we think to be true that isn't true? Maybe we will start to think less of ourselves. Well, you know what? If I'm not always right about things, who am I? These types of questions, it leads you down a bad path. And you know what? If we could just accept the fact that we don't need to be right all the time, that we don't need to have an unrelenting belief in ourselves to be right all the time. Because if we do have that need, eventually we are going to be wrong. And you know what, we might look like a complete idiot, we might make massive mistakes, because we weren't willing to accept the fact that we might not be right. We couldn't, we couldn't get over our own egos. So you know what, we need to develop abilities to make sure that our egos don't take charge of our decision making. Because if you let your ego take charge, and you have that need to be right all the time, there's going to be a point where you lose. And we need to be analyzing our assumptions, not constantly, but enough that we're allowing them opportunities to be challenged. And opportunities where we can take feedback and maybe mold them and help them grow into new perspectives, new ways of thinking, and develop new beliefs from this new knowledge. Because at least for me personally, you might not agree, but I think it's better to be challenged and proven wrong about my beliefs than it is to cling to them desperately and blindly in order to show the world that I'm right. I would rather be challenged and have the full picture than just blindly follow my own beliefs constantly. Because if we can develop an ability to kind of let go when we are wrong, let go of beliefs when they prove to be ineffective, or to let go of perspectives that are no longer serving our view of the world, then we can survive almost anything that people toss our way or that our world wants to toss our way. But in order to do that, you need to let go. You, you can't cling on to the need to be right about your beliefs. That will hinder your ability to kind of weather those types of storms. Because when it comes down to it, we're probably wrong about most things. 
And we can never be 100% sure that we're right about really anything. We can only learn from our observations, learn from our experiences, and hopefully get a little less wrong along the way. Okay, now, mindset number four, and that is to learn to see the world for what it is, not for what we wish it could be. And that might seem incredibly backwards as I say that to you. But we need to understand what the world is in order to make a difference. So I'm not saying don't try to make changes. Don't try to have an impact on the world. What I'm saying is you need to understand what the world is and be well aware of the current circumstances in order to position yourself in a way that you can have an effective impact on that world or whatever change that you're trying to make. In order to have any impact, you must truly understand what's going on in that area first. And a fantastic example of this is Dr. Patrick Brown, who's the vegan who came up with the Impossible Foods Company and created the Impossible Burger. Basically, what he did was he created meat that, well, had no animal products in it whatsoever. And in order to do this, he understood that he couldn't simply wish for the world to adopt his moral code of not wanting to kill animals and eat them constantly, raise them on farms simply to be slaughtered down the line. That was his belief. But he knew that if he just tried to impose those beliefs on other people, that wasn't going to get him very far. He understood that. So he didn't just simply wish that other people would adopt his moral code. Instead, he recognized what the world was, he recognized how people felt about this, and instead of trying to just wish for it to be different, he went on to simply try to create a company that could replace that need because what he recognized was that people want food that tastes good, looks good, smells good, and it simply is really similar to real meat at the same or cheaper price. That's what people wanted. That's all people cared about. He got down to what the situation was truly. That's all people wanted. So he went on to create this burger that, well, came pretty damn near close to doing just that, tasting like real meat, looking like real meat, smelling like real meat, and it's similar price. So by appealing to what the world is and understanding the circumstances he was entering, He was able to make an incredible impact on the situation and change things to, well, kind of suit his beliefs in that way. He made a massive impact. Now people are willing to make that switch because it is the same. There's just no animal products in it. Do you think if he had been like most people where he just says, you know what, it's not right to eat animals. There's environmental impacts. It's not fair for the animals to be raised that way. If he had just gone on about how unethical eating meat was to the modern world and kind of judging everyone in his path who was eating meat, do you think anyone would have listened? Do you think he would have had any impact at all? Probably not, right? Or at least a significantly smaller one than he ended up having. By simply taking the time to understand how the world was, he was able to fashion a solution that people were willing to adopt and make a significant change on the world. That is a massive achievement. Okay, now we are on the fifth and final mindset. 
that I want to talk about in today's episode. And that is a big one for me. It's defining success internally rather than externally. And this can have a vast array of implications for all of us if we choose to make this mentality switch. What it means is that we kind of step away from what society kind of outlines as common pictures of success. So things like prestigious careers, things like having tons of money, being well-respected, having tons of accolades and rewards being assigned to you, whatever that may be, we kind of step away from that. Those things are absolutely nice, and I'm not saying they're bad to get. I'm not saying there's anything bad about any of those things. If you've worked hard and earned them, fantastic. You deserve it. But at the same time, you shouldn't define your success based on those things. And I think if you do, you're going to have a very difficult time. You're going to put yourself in a challenging situation because sometimes you aren't recognized for the work you put in. Sometimes you could do all the right things, make all the right choices, put in an amazing performance, and still not get any reward at the end of that path. So if you define success based on the rewards and accolades that you end up achieving, you're going to end up possibly putting yourself in a situation that's incredibly negative. And I think that if we could all simply strive for developing real meaning in our lives, whatever that means for us personally, it's kind of stepping away from superficialities and of comfort and pleasure, I think we would all define ourselves as being a lot more successful. And I think we would achieve a higher degree of happiness and pleasure from our lives if we were able to make that mentality switch. If we were able to step away from defining our success in life based on how much income we made or our career, or the degree we got from university or college, if we could step away from those things, I think we would be able to kind of take a stance against kind of what's become a toxic idea that's developing in modern culture that more is better, and that we can have it all if we simply put in that work. Because personally, I don't think happiness is something we should pursue for the sake of happiness. In fact, if we don't understand the why behind that happiness or why we're trying to achieve something, then I think we need to seriously question, what's the point? We're just putting ourselves on that hedonic treadmill. And I talked about that in the last Unbreakable Mind episode. So if you want more on that, just check out the last episode. Doing that is only going to make you a miserable, miserable person. It's going to put you in a terrible situation if you get into that trap. Instead, let's learn how to define our success internally. Let's learn how to define it in terms of the progress we feel we've made, the advancements we've made, the improvements that we feel we've been able to achieve in the past year, the steps forward we've been able to take on our own level in reference to to our past selves. That is how I want us to learn to define success. And if we're able to do that, I think we're going to put ourselves in a much better position moving forward. 
And that concludes another episode of the Unbreakable Mind Podcast. Thank you for tuning in every week and learning and growing with me. It means so much to me that you are getting value from this show. And since you're getting value and if you decide that you are wanting to give back to me, all I ask is that you leave a quick rating for the show because that is how it helps us grow and reach other people like yourself who also want to grow and benefit from these things that we discuss week in and week out. So thanks again. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll see you again in seven days. Until then, stay excellent.